Hey everybody and welcome back to Her Black Hand, the podcast where we talk about everything and everything goes. I'm your host, Alexis Lawson, and I am a brown-skinned woman, and I am currently wearing a white sweater with blue leggings, and I am wearing clear lip gloss, and my hair is out in a... So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about self-love and how we can reach and maintain the ultimate level of self-love. We're also going to be discussing Sister Soldier's Coldest Winter Ever while discussing the main character, Winter. So the Coldest Winter Ever, my mom has talked about this book like my entire life. She has raved and raved about this book and it wasn't until earlier this year that I actually sat down and read it it was like an ebook deal where it was like 199 I'm like bro this is destined I was meant to read this book and so I read it in one night one sitting and I like the whole thing I'm just like this is real this is somebody's life like I know that this is labeled as genre fiction but this is real life these events have happened to somebody and even if it didn't happen to the author it's happened to like real life and the way that she writes and the way that she talks about the events taking place is just like did this happen to you blink twice if you need help and so that's what we're going to talk about today we're going to be talking about self-love we're going to be talking about boundaries we're going to be talking about who are we when we strip away all the materialistic things that consume and make us who we think so let me just give y'all a summary of the book. So The Coldest Winter Ever is about this family whose father is just like this big, notorious, well-known, well-respected drug dealer in the hood. And they up and leave and go to the bougie part of town. So the father ends up getting arrested, leaving the mother. They have like maybe two or three little sisters in winter all alone. And so they take all of their belongings and the kids are placed in like group homes, but Winter escapes or she doesn't really get placed in a group home until later on. And she's literally literally left to like fend for herself. So basically the story is just going through like the different events that she took while trying to survive. Her mom gets into drugs. So that's a part of the story. Um, she meets the speaker named Sister Soldier who does like motivational speaking and she ends up living with her and just like those events. So that's what happens basically the bulk of the story and to the end where all the shit starts to happen and it's like dang why did you end right here and then continues on to like other books so it's a midnight series it's another book that happens after coldest winter ever and I think that book is called like a deeper love inside which talks about like maybe her story her sister's story and so we actually get to keep up with like the other people that goes on in the book but in different series of the books you know what I'm saying and so recently this March this past March um she released a book and it's called Life After Death. I haven't got a chance to read it yet, but it is on my to be read. Uh, I've been getting mixed reviews about it. So if you've read it, DM me. Let me know if I should read it like ASAP or it can be pushed to the side and wait. So the first thing that we're going to be talking about is how your appearance is only half the battle. Looking good is only half the battle. So in the coldest winter ever, Winter, the main character, the young girl, she was raised to always look her best and to keep up appearances. And that really carried on throughout her character. It was never a time where she wasn't talking about some designer, some label, and how she had to look like this and going out and buying new outfits for the littlest of events. And so looking good is really only half the battle. And I think when people initially think about like self-love, they immediately go to like physical appearance and body image when it is so much more than that I think it's the same way that people automatically start to think about self-care when people think about self-love and really the physical appearance part of self-love is really only half the battle like there's so much more to getting to that ultimate level and ultimate level of comfort and self-love than just 
So while we talking about physical appearance, over the quarantine, I gained like 20 pounds and it was like the heaviest that I had ever been. And when I was trying on clothes, they didn't fit. And I'm just like, I was getting so frustrated with myself and I felt so ugly and like, it's so easy to preach, like, love yourself. Like you were made just how you're supposed to be made, but like, I ain't never looked like this before. This is not my normal. So to tell me to be comfortable and to be confident in something that's not my normal is really unrealistic. And I think that's a lot of people's reality in this quarantine. We weren't exercising. We weren't moving around as much as we were. And we did gain weight. And for people who aren't used to being heavier or bigger than they usually are, that is something that takes a toll on their like confidence, self-image, and self-love because that is a part of And so as women... Our appearance is always under review. Somebody always has so much to say. And I think we get so used to other people commenting and saying things about our image that we end up doing it for them. Like we don't even give them a chance because we've already critiqued and scrutinized ourselves. And we start asking the questions that we think that others will ask like, oh, do I look fat? Does this look too small? Does this look too revealing? Is this showing too much? Like we ultimately start asking ourselves those questions before we even give somebody else the chance to start asking them. And that ultimately affects how we perceive ourselves and how we feel about ourselves because we automatically think like, oh, they're going to think this or they're going to think this when really nobody's even going to think that. That's all in your head. And I think I was looking on Instagram or something the other day and I saw something that said like, you get so worried about how you look and what people think of you that you don't even do what you came to do. Like you don't, you don't even fulfill the mission that you set out to fulfill. And I think Winter was always so focused on how she looked and getting to where she needed to go and getting the things that she felt like she needed that she forgot that she needed to get her sisters out of foster care, that she needed to get the money to get her dad out of jail. I think she forgot the mission and forgot the end goal, trying to look her best and keep up this image that nobody really cared about. I guess they cared about it a little bit because she had always had this image and always looked nice. But at the same time, nobody was paying her as much attention as she thought that. And so, like, after I read this, like, quote or wherever I saw it on Instagram, maybe it was a caption or something, um, I just made me think, like, I don't know how many times that I've been late trying to find the right outfit, trying to find the right hairstyle, trying to find the right makeup, and not because that I wasn't feeling confident in what I was wearing or what I looked like, but I was just thinking about, like, how would other people perceive me in this outfit? How would other people perceive me with this hairstyle? How would other people perceive me with this kind of makeup? And... I didn't realize how much time it makes wasted. And I'm always the girl who's late. I'm always the girl who's late. No matter how early I start to get ready, I will be late. And I'm trying to work on it. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm the type of person that got to get ready three hours before something happens and I'm still late. And so, like, you realize how much time you waste and how much time you give up not being present, worried about how you look or how others think of you and how that takes you out of a situation and you're not fully giving all of your attention and all of your all because look, you want to meet and you like, yeah, I really need to kill this meeting, but you didn't spend two hours trying to get ready. You still don't feel confident, but why don't you feel confident? Is it because you don't like the outfit or is it because you don't know how other people will feel about the way that you look? Will you look presentable with professional? And it's like you didn't prep for this meeting. And by the time you get there, you didn't shut yourself down. So you cannot be fully present in the meeting because you're going to be so focused on 
how you look. And so it's so many times in our lives that we have those moments where we get so caught up in our appearance, so caught up in the way that we look, that we forget to be present, that we forget to realize that life is more than just our physical appearance. And so the next question that I want to ask y'all is, have you ever valued others' opinions more than you valued your own? Winter valued everyone's opinion of her inwardly. She had like this soft, tough exterior and she cared so much more than she wanted other people to know. She cared about what people thought of her, cared about what people said about her. And it's like, at the end of the day, do you like you? I think that's a question we need to ask ourselves. Do you like you? Do I like myself? Like, fuck what everybody else think about me. Do I? And so we really have to stop living these lukewarm lives and really just saying, forget everybody. I'm just going to do what I want to do because we have to eventually realize that we are not as important as we think that we are. We put so much importance on our lives and other people's lives that we're not that important. Nobody really cares what you're wearing. Nobody cares what you say. Like you are not as important as you believe you are. And if somebody is looking at you, somebody is commenting, so the fuck what? So what? What if they are like we should never let others have as much control as we give them. We should never have let others have as much influence on our lives and our emotions as we do. Like we have to just start giving ourselves permission to just be because there's always going to be somebody that has something to say. There's always going to be somebody that's going to make you feel some type of way, but you're letting them make you feel that type of way. You're always going to be somebody that's going to have an opinion about something going on in your life because they have nothing fucking better to do. Like literally, if we want to think about it, if we want to just bring it down to the bottom line, they have nothing fucking better to do. They have nothing going for themselves. They have nothing good going on in their lives. So this is how they make themselves feel good by making you feel less, trying to bring you to where they are. And don't let them do that. Do not let them bring you to where they are because nobody wants to be in the place that they are. So you just need to start saying, so what? So the fuck what? I like it. So the fuck what? I like it. Let's just, let's make that this week's mantra. So the fuck what? I like it. I think I stressed myself out so much worried about what people thought of me. And they didn't even end up actually thinking what I thought. That was all made up in my head. All these stories and all these situations that I would think about is all made up in my head. Like nobody was thinking that much about me. And it just consumed me and took over everything that I was doing. And it kind of crippled me in a sense because I would always just be so fearful and so worried. And my anxiety would just be up about how other people saw me and how other people are looking at me. Like even when I'm just simply walking down the street or like in a store, I'm just like so worried about how people are looking at me or if they are looking at me, is this something that looks wrong? I'm just like, so the fuck what? So the fuck what? I am the most imperfect person that I will probably ever meet in my life. And so the fuck what? So the fuck what? If I trip in the store, so the fuck what? I tripped. Everybody trips. Everybody has a bad day. Everybody doesn't always look their best. That's just life. Everybody doesn't always feel their best. That's also just life. You know what I'm saying? So like we just have to get in this position of just like, I want to say not caring, but also having just, just having a sense of self. Like you do not have to feed into the opinions and comments of other people when you just have like a strong sense of your. And so the next thing that I want to talk about is the part of self-love that doesn't get talked about enough, or I guess the part of it that doesn't get highlighted as much when we're trying to cloud and overpower with self-care because everybody thinks self-care can fix everything. Everybody thinks a facial can fix fucking depression, but it cannot. So let's talk about respect. 
not only others respecting you, but you respecting yourself. In order to love ourselves, we have to make sure that we are showing ourselves the utmost respect. And that includes the toxic friendships that we talked about in episode four, friend or friendless, and how to let those go and how we are going to become our best selves, letting go of these toxic situationships and toxic friendships. So we have to also learn to forgive ourselves. I think that's when we'll reach like the ultimate level of self love when we learn to forgive the mistakes and forgive the things that didn't show us the utmost respect and so in the coldest winter ever after winter is put in jail like I just question since I haven't read the next book that came out last month after winter is put in jail will she learn to forgive the people in her life that have done her wrong and will she learn to forgive herself for the mistakes that she's made that led her into being in the position that she's in now so speaking about forgiveness I think we also have to note that sometimes There are things that we will never recover from. There are some things that are just like unforgivable that you simply have to just let go. You have to let them let you go. Like we hold on to these painful things and we clench them so hard for the sake of trying to feel something, of trying to remember the feeling that they once had when sometimes you cannot forgive someone. Sometimes you cannot forgive a thing and you just have to to let it go. You have to just set it free. You have to release its hold on you so that you can move on to the next thing in your life. Because if we never forgive the things we've done, and if we never forgive the people who've harmed us, who've done us wrong, who spoke bad about us, we will never become our fullest, most whole self because we're steady holding on to these little bitty pinholes that try to break us and try to puncture us so that we are these hollow beings that they want us to be. When we are supposed to be just loving and in our entirely fullness you know what I'm saying so that's one thing that I have really noticed that sometimes even if you feel like that person or that thing doesn't deserve forgiveness or doesn't deserve attention sometimes we have to put a little bit more spotlight on those things that we don't necessarily want to pay attention to because sometimes we just need to let stuff go and it's hard letting stuff go and it's hard acknowledging some of the things that have happened to us because we want to forget and we want so hard to not remember those things when Those things are what make us us. Now, they don't have to make you who you are in your entirety, but that event, that person, it contributed to how you view life, how you experience things. And some experiences, sad to say, that they are not always good. They're not always going to be the best of experiences, but they happened. And so it's your responsibility of where you want them to affect in your life how do you want them to influence the things that you do and if it's something that you have not been very proud of you're just gonna have to forgive yourself because you can't go back you can't undo it the effects of what you've done have already been undone and all you can do is work forward and move forward on becoming the best version of yourself after having been a part or after having experienced this thing so the next thing that I want to talk about is being okay with my lonely this is not my skill like I do not like to be by myself I like to be around people I like to be talking to people like not saying that there aren't moments in my life that I just really want to be left alone but I genuinely enjoy being around people and so like being alone and moving into a new city that was a whole nother level of like lonely that was a whole nother level of like secluded. I had never been so alone in my life until I moved during a pandemic into a new city, a tiny city at that. I wouldn't even call it a city. Like, would I consider it a town? I guess we would consider this a town. Moving to this new town in the middle of a pandemic all by myself with no one but me and my cat. And so I had to reach out to those things 
that brought me most joy. And I was sitting here and I'm just like, I have no clue what brings me an immense amount of joy. And that was a problem because like you shouldn't feel so bad and so down when you're by yourself, when you have other things to fill the void of the things that once hurt you. And so my thing when I was moving into this little bitty town and not having no friends around and not literally having human interaction, it was just like, I cannot reach out to the things that hurt me because they do not benefit me. I think we get into a space where we feel so alone that we reach out to those things because we know that they're immediately available, that we don't think about the after effects of reaching out to those things and reaching out to those people and doing those things. So whether it's like if you're struggling with alcoholism, like reaching out back to that alcohol to fill some type of void. And it's hard because you don't know what can fill the void positively until you've reached out again to that negative thing. And so we have to refrain from doing that. Although it's not the easiest thing to do, that's something that we must do to not get back to the place that we used to be, especially if you're on a path of just like continuously loving yourself and learning how to love yourself better, then that's something that you have to do. And it's not easy. And so one thing I noticed about winter and the coldest winter ever is that she was never okay with being by herself, whether she wanted to admit it or not, she was never okay with being by herself. She needed, she craved the attention and affection of others and she didn't realize that many of the interactions that she was having were ingenuine. They were not her. They were not of her best self because she had come to this place of need, of hunger for the things that didn't serve her most. And she, like I said, she was not giving herself the utmost respect. I think we talk a lot about other people not respecting us, but let's talk about us respecting ourselves and not allowing ourselves to be put back into the situations that hurt us. And so, like, sometimes you have to force yourself to do the things that you don't necessarily want to do. And a part of self-love is a part of like healing the things that have hurt us and healing the wounds that we have just left open because we think that that's what we're supposed to do. And so, like I said, I did move to this new city. I had started going on dating apps to find friends. Well, I'm like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. How the hell am I supposed to meet people in this itty bitty ass town? Everybody I see is like 80 plus years old, about to croak over and die. And so I was on Hinge and I'm like, I ain't never tried Hinge before, you know, Tinder, but I ain't never tried Hinge before. And I was like, okay, I matched with somebody. And it was this little white boy. He was a teacher and whatnot. And he had made some type of comment on my appearance and I replied along the lines of like me agreeing or saying thanks or something and he was just like yeah we're gonna have to keep that ego in check I was like what ego ego your ego's big that you even said that to me ego because I am confident in myself and said thank you and said like yeah I agree boy, get the fuck out of here. And it was just like, for that moment, I just had to take a step back because I was just like, yeah, you're blocked. Like, I'm done with this. And just thinking about it, like the old me would have probably continued to entertain the conversation out of like a lack of having interaction or like boredom. And I'm like, when you have done the work, it's easier to walk away from those situations when you've already told yourself and you already had those like come to Jesus moments where you're like, girl, you need to get your life together. This is what you need to do better. This is what you need to stop doing. Because when you've already had those conversations with yourself, it's easier to walk away from the things that you've already told yourself that you will no longer tolerate. And so that's something else about self-love. Like you have to sit down and have these come to Jesus moments, have these powwows, have these interventions with yourself in the present, in the now, not waiting until after a situation has already happened, but like checking yourself on spot. Like, 
No, we will not tolerate that. We will not put ourselves back in the position that once hurt us. We will not let us get to the place where we are not showing ourselves the utmost respect and trying to reach the highest point of love that we can give ourselves in this lifetime. We will not do that. And sometimes you do have to stop in the middle of what you're doing and like, no, is this serving me to the fullest of its ability? Is it serving me to get me to a better place and where I need to be, whether that's a headspace emotionally, physically? Is it serving me to get me to the place that I desire to be in the long run? And if it's not, then it's something that you need to decide to let go. Or you just going to have to say, like, this is not this is not something that I want. Like, you don't have to let it go, but you will not get the results that you want. It's like when people say when you eat unhealthily and you don't work out, you will not get the results that you want. So it's the same thing with love. Like love and memory is like an exercise. You're constantly exercising the muscle of love. You're constantly working, working to make it stronger, working to make it more defined. Like it's just like a muscle. You work it out. And so when we're in this minimal level of self-love, we fall into these traps and these holes that will never allow us to become our best selves. And we entertain relationships and we entertain friendships that will not create a space for us to shine. And that's not somebody you should be involved with. Everything that you do should make you brighter. It should make you stronger. It should make you more happy. If you're, it's not being positively effective in the end, then you do not need to be a part of that, whether that's a job, whether that's a friendship, whether that's a relationship, whether that's a committee. If it's not benefiting you, and I preach this, and I'm pretty sure I've said it in another episode, if I learned anything in college, if anybody has told me anything in college, Chris Hinton, if you're listening to this, he told me this my freshman year of college. He said, if it is not benefiting you, let it go. If it will not to benefit you in the long run, do not do it. And that's one thing that I have really held on to in every aspect of my life because if it's not benefiting me then why the hell am I doing it I'm not I'm not living my life to give you more benefits I'm living my life to give me the most benefits that I can and so if it is not benefiting you if it is not making you shine brighter and if it is not creating a space for you to shine brighter then that's something that you don't need to be a part of and so while we're talking about things that benefit us let's also talk about creating boundaries let's talk about the relational aspect of self-love that talks about boundaries. I know it's easier said than done to create these boundaries, but they are so necessary, not only with other people and like limiting the access that they have to you or limiting the effect that they have on you, but with yourself, creating boundaries with yourself, letting people know their place in your life and not letting others drain you of all your goodness. That is something that like I'm practicing, not giving too much of myself and ending up with not anything in the end like that's practicing self-love effectively you can't say that you love yourself when after you're done giving to them there is nothing left for you that's not love like I don't care what these videos make you think what these Instagram couples make you think that is not love love is supposed to add to you love is supposed to grow to you and if your own love that you're giving to yourself is not adding to you and not growing to you then what the fuck are you doing like that's when you need to sit down and really evaluate like you cannot give all your light all your goodness to other people and expect to have enough for you at the end of the day to give yourself enough to maintain that's not enough you should want to do more than maintain you should want to thrive you should want to live maintaining should not be enough for you maintaining is the fucking bare minimum everybody you need to give everybody else enough to maintain and you need to give you the rest they don't you don't not you do not need to get the rest you need to be getting all and more and so you can't do that when you continuously overgiving you oversharing you let people take 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 and don't cut them off and so that's what my next point of saying no comes into part so I think a lot of part of my life like I've just been like this people pleasing person that I think no is such a bad word and that's hard to say no because I don't want to like disappoint or make anybody sad but like 
no has been really helping me stay sane. Like I have been learning to say no just as much as I say yes and stop being such a people pleaser. Cause I think saying no is a big part of self-love. And that's where so much of like my stress and anxiety comes from, like just fearing the disapproval and disappointment of others if I am not available. But just because I am not available doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. Just because my I am not available does not mean that I am doing something wrong. I am simply taking time for myself or not taking on things that I know will not benefit me or will not help me because I know sometimes I take on too many things and I become overwhelmed and I'm just like, that's not practicing the utmost self-love. That's not giving myself the most respect and attention that I required in that moment because I knew that I would get overwhelmed. I knew that if I took on too many tasks that I could not properly manage, then I would not be able to give myself the things that I needed to properly get to where I wanted to be. And so saying no is not a bad thing. Saying no is healthy. More people need to learn how to say no. I'm still learning how to say no. And so if you don't say no then you'll say yes for everything continue to be bogged down continue to be exhausted continue to be tired continue to be irritated when people continuously ask for things but I it's easy to be the person that people go to because I'm the person that people go to and I had to learn how like not to be there not saying that I'm not the type of friend that you can call up but like not being there and not being as available as I always am because I can't carry all of that and it's like when people say like you can't carry the weight of everybody else's life like you can only hold as much as your cup can hold and your cup should not be filled with other people's shit more than it's filled with your own I think that's where we need to really understand that you can only hold as much as you can and you should be holding more of your own than other people's things like sometimes if you have space and like people need to start asking if you got space to listen to this if you have time to listen to this if you have room in your heart to listen when people are venting that's something that they need to say and saying no if you do not have the time let's be honest like if you do not have the time if you're not in the mental space if you're not in the headspace then sometimes you do have to just say no because just because you say yes doesn't mean that when you say no, the world is going to fucking end. You don't have to say yes to everything. And I want y'all to know, I don't be just preaching to y'all. Like I listen to my own podcast because the stuff that I be telling y'all, like I really be needing to hear myself. And so, like I said, this podcast is just for me to talk, like talk to myself, talk about the things that I need to hear. And this is definitely one big one that I need to talk about and talk about and hear for myself, because obviously I understand the concept. I just need help practicing it. And then creating boundaries and saying no are the two biggest things that in this journey of my life that I'm just like, I need to do more work on. Like, I do not have to say yes. I do not have to make myself available. And because I always make myself available, then more people feel that they can reach out or take things from me because I'm always so available and I'm always so giving. And sometimes that's not the best thing. You can be kind and you can be loving without giving all of yourself away and having nothing left at the end of the day. Like that's not healthy. And so like the last thing that I want to talk about and that often crosses my mind about myself is who are you when you're stripped down? Who are you when you're stripped down of all the accolades, awards, and material things that we think create us, that we think make us who we are? When all of those things are taken away, who will you be? And I think that's also funny that I always think about this because I always ask people like, who do you want to be? Like when people ask, what do you want to do? What type of career do you want to have? I always ask people, who do you want to be? Because I could give a fuck about the career that you have. What type of person do you want to be in life? Like, what do you want people to know about you? What makes you smile? That's what I ask. Who 
do you want to be? And so who are you when all of the things that we have allowed to consume us and allowed to shape our identity, who are you when they're taken away? What type of person will you be? I think that's something we always need to sit back and ponder on. Like, am I becoming the best self, my best self when I'm stripped down of all the flashy things that I put on every single day? Who am I when I don't have these degrees? Who am I when I don't have all this recognition? Who am I? Like, I guess this question is basically asking Who are you when you're not winning? Who are you when you're not winning? Not saying who are you at your lowest point, but who are you when you are not winning? Who are you when you are taking a loss? Who are you when you're in the process of working? Are you a nasty person? Are you a person that people want to be around? That's a person we need to, that's a question we need to ask ourselves because that's so important. When everything is stripped away, when you are left with just you, your words, and your soul, are you a person that people want to be around? Are you a person that you would want to be around? That's a question we need to start asking ourselves. That's a question we need to start asking our friends. That's a question we need to start asking our parents. That's a question we need to start asking our family. Like, who are you when you're stripped away of all the things that you think make you you? I think we talk a lot about thought this this episode. We talk a lot about what we think others are thinking. We talk a lot what we think others are feeling. And let's talk about what we think that we need in life. We think make us us when the things that we think make us us can easily be taken away and have very little value and very little addition to our life like the things that we hold close and dear are not as important as we believe just like we are not as important in other people's lives that we like to believe those things are not as important and so in Coda's winter ever when you took away winter shiny things when you took away her designer when you took away her fancy car when you took away the house who was she she was scared she was a scared little girl and she was alone and she was left to fend for herself and I think a lot of people don't talk about that and let's talk about like strength like strength doesn't always have to be like fighting strength is simply getting through you were strong because you got through you're not strong because you kept a smile on your face the whole time you were strong because you made it through and so like although it's not something that is analyzed I guess in this story but she was just a teenager she was younger than me I can't imagine going through the things that she did I would have died like not even saying like because I don't have survival skills like that I don't know how to hustle I don't know how to do nothing she was surviving she was scared and she was alone and her life began to crumble when the things that she thought were her began to get taken away slowly one by one and these things that she thought that she needed that she should have realized was a want and so she always got left with very little trying to find a quick fix. And so that's what I really wanted to leave y'all with in naming this episode, not a quick fix, because the things that we talked about will not happen overnight. They won't happen. They won't happen in a snap of a finger. That's something that's unrealistic. And it's something that we're going to have to work on for the rest of our lives. Self-love is not a quick fix. It's not a facial. It's not a spa day. And while those things can help us and make us feel better about ourselves and contribute to the other aspects of self-love and more than the just the ones we talked about in this episode they're not a quick fix it's not just a pill that you can take and overnight you're better everything that you're feeling and all the things that will happen in your life like things that you don't even know are going to happen in your life it's not a quick fix because the thing that you think that you're healing from right now it may still be a crack that isn't exposed until 10 years later. So nothing is a quick fix. It's like putting a bandage over a huge rip. Nothing is a quick fix. You need to dig deeper. You need to do deeper healing. You need to do deeper fixing of yourself because 
This isn't something that just happens overnight. This isn't just something you can snap your fingers and say, yeah, I love myself. Like you can love yourself. And I always say this, you can love yourself and not like parts of yourself. And I always say that like, yes, I love myself, but there are parts of myself physically, emotionally that I am not in love with. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that you don't love yourself. That doesn't mean anything. It's like, I love food, but I don't love everything that is categorized as food. Just because you love yourself and you have love for yourself doesn't mean that you have to love, pinpoint every single thing down that is you, that consumes you, that makes up who you are physically, emotionally, mentally. That doesn't mean you have to love them. And it doesn't mean that you will ever love them. There are parts of me that I will probably never love. I will never, ever, ever love them. But that does not take away from the overall fact that I love me because this is the only life that I have. Like I spent too many years trying to be somebody that I'm not, trying to be live somebody else's life. And I just refuse to do that any longer. I refuse to live this lukewarm life when I was meant to have this colorful and warm existence. I refuse to be that person. I refuse to be the girl who doesn't know herself. I refuse to be the girl who's silent when she wants to sing the song. I refuse to be the girl to tap her leg then to get up and dance in the middle of the floor. I refuse to be her any longer in my life. And I refuse to dilute the version of myself to make other people comfortable around me when I know that I have so much more to give and I can be so much a better person. And I just refuse to be that because I've tried to be hurt. I've tried to be the small girl in the corner. I've tried to be the quiet girl. I've tried to be the girl who just doesn't have an opinion and I won't, I won't be her. And in learning that, I learned that it is a constant thing that I'm going to have to continuously work on, not just for the rest of my young adult life, for the rest of my life, because things are always going to be changing. Physical appearances are always going to be changing. Emotions are always going to be changing. I'm always going to be meeting different people, doing different things. And right now, although I feel like my life is like not where it needs to be, I know that if I do the work now, it's going to pay off in the long run. And like our parents and our grandparents didn't have these lessons and didn't have these ideas placed in front of them. So they couldn't do the work while we're doing the work. And so now everybody's getting into this, like, I need to heal. I need to heal for myself. I need to heal for my kids. I need to heal for whoever is around me so that I can be the best version of myself. And that is accurate because the things that we desire, the things that we want won't happen overnight. And things that do happen overnight suddenly last. So if you want something to last like yourself and your love and you want to be your greatest person, not only when you're winning, then you need to put in the work to reach the ultimate level of self-love. And that looks different for everybody. My version of self-love and how I would feel at my ultimate and ultimum level of self-love may look different from yours. And that's okay because we're not the same person. We don't go through the same things. And I wouldn't expect you to have the journey that I'm having because you're not me. You're not having the same emotions that I'm having. You're not interacting with the same people that I'm interacting with. But just because our our journeys are different doesn't make yours or mine less important or less accurate. That's what I'm saying. So thank y'all so much for tuning in to episode five, Not a Quick Fix. We are in for the second half of season one of Her Black Hand, the podcast. If y'all rocking with me, shoot me a DM rate this podcast, subscribe, send it to your friend, whatever you got to do. Just don't forget to come back on Tuesdays when a new episode is released. This is all that I have for y'all today. I'll catch y'all in my next one. Peace.